Welcome to the Embrace Your Life podcast, the place to be to live authentically and simply embracing your life with your host, Kayla LQ. Our next guest is quite the woman. She's an award-winning entrepreneur, inspirational speaker, author, and founder of The We Wild Woman, a platform that helps entrepreneurs start and scale their businesses. She's also the host of the celebrated podcast, Into the Wild, a program that features curated interviews with women entrepreneurs and provides actionable advice to women who are launching and growing their own dream businesses. She firmly believes that the best advice comes from someone who has successfully done it before. Her approach to coaching comes from over 23 years of experience as an entrepreneur in running marketing and PR agencies and being an unapologetic risk taker. When she's not coaching or podcasting, she can be found spending time with her family. She also enjoys working out, reading business books, and refining her drumming skills. Help me welcome our special guest, Renee Warren. Welcome, Renee. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And the first time that someone actually pronounced my name properly, I guess that must be the French, the French name. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And Rene, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what do you do exactly? So, uh, wow, a lot about me. Okay, so I started as an entrepreneur when I was probably 12 years old. Um, I started like a little jewelry company and sold jewelry to in a market, um, local Sunday morning markets, and made custom jewelry for like weddings and special events. And then um, started a like, co-started a restaurant with my sister when I was mm. seventeen. We did that for it was seasonal, so I'd still go to school full time. Summertime, this was full time. Um, and then I did college and grad school. Eventually got into running a couple of agencies, one of which I sold to my business partner and the other one I closed down. However, my last one was the most successful one. Um, we got magazine features ourselves and a ton of podcasts. But I had started that business in the same year that I had both my children. Mm. So my boys are 11 months apart. And wow. that, <laughs> yeah, so that that was a little bit crazy of a journey. And to this day, I am coaching female entrepreneurs um, with a huge emphasis on those making their first million dollars in sales and with a bigger focus on PR. Mm, love that. Can you elaborate more a little bit about what it's like to run an agency or business with two babies? <laughs> yeah, those are, those are my dark days. Uh, there, there are moments I don't remember. But mm. really, it came down to like people like, how did you do it? It's like mm-hmm. mostly like any mother survives having children and working or Mm. even being home full-time with kids is just as exhausting Mm -hmm. but we did because um my husband's also an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and we just had to apply business-like philosophies to our family life and that meant Mm -hmm. operations so like procedures sops for our family and meant weekly meetings um him and I, my husband and I had weekly stand-ups where we would go through our agenda of like the things that we need to discuss because if you think about a household, like we've had defined roles. I'm the CEO mm-hmm. of the house. He's the CFO of the house. Mm. My responsibility is to make sure that the house is running. So like essentially, maybe I'm like the COO mm. on the operations. But, you know, we agreed I was in default to being like the primary caregiver and contact mm-hmm. for the kids. 
mm-hmm. you know, outside of school and daycare and sports and stuff. And he was going to manage all of our finances, of which we're very open about. So like on our weekly meetings, we, we look at the forecast of our business or of, mm-hmm. our, of our family life. Like what money coming in, what money's going out, where are we investing our money? We look at travel schedules, all this stuff. So how we managed having those two babies in that same year and like growing our businesses was creating systems. Mm. Without that documentation, without the stuff in our calendar and our agenda, it would not, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have fallen apart at the seams. Mm. And it took a little buy-in from me, admittedly, because I was like, no, I'm in business all day. I don't want to have to schedule more meetings. I don't want to look at another spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, but if we do this, then we're, then we understand where we are financially, where we, we are travel-wise, time-wise, family-wise. And it's only like a small chunk of the week because really it's only a 30-minute mm-hmm. meeting. And so I bought into the idea. And the, the other thing, too, that helped me manage my, that time with the babies was um, delegating. Mm. And like, this, this was tough for me because, you know, we're indoctrinated as women to be the primary for kids, that we mm-hmm. do it all and we're supposed to work like we don't have children and be a parent as though we don't work. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the expectation for women. And what that meant for me was outsourcing, delegating. Mm. right like that meant day- daycare pickup that means um like right now we're having we're in a much better position today than we were back then but we have people here full-time helping us mm-hmm. helping us make meals and clean the house and picking up our kids and sometimes bringing them to their soccer practice mm-hmm. and well people will be like oh i can't believe like that you don't do that yourself it got to the point where you just have to stop listening to other people Mm, and be okay with your decision because our kids are loved they're healthy Mm -hmm. they get a good night's sleep they eat well they exercise they drink a lot of water um Mm -hmm. and they're super loved by us so what we do is so different than society's expectations of what a family how a family Mm -hmm. should operate Mm -hmm. we're okay with that Mm, (laughs) because it has allowed us business-wise personally and as parents to move ahead by leaps and bounds Mm -hmm. and guess what's happened we have inspired other people to follow suit Mm -hmm. and so that's how we managed our time with two Mm. babies (laughs) the same year as launching business yeah that's incredible i could see that being like you said something key is choosing a lifestyle that you prefer, that you want, that you desire and aspire to live. And there's no set rules as what a family should look like. As you said, you kind of define it for yourself and find what works best for you. And yeah, that's pretty impressive and pretty inspiring, actually, that you can manage that. And as a team, I would I would say that in most relationships, sometimes it's one partner more than the other that wants it uh, to be like in the business, I guess, mindset. Um, but it's nice that you can kind of both collaborate on that and also be able to form that space for you guys to uh, strive in those environments, those, I want to say, like, highly um, stressful environments <laughs> because of, you know, the ups and the downs of having to learn everything and doing everything and being like the, the, the main character of everything in your life, showing up as a mother, a partner, your, your company. So yeah, uh, I admire you for that. Yeah. I mean, lifestyle design, it comes with such like 
lazy and negative connotations and it seems super feminine which to me I'm like rah rah I mean if it's Mm. anything like being a woman we're tougher (laughs) Mm. but creating and I coach a lot of women on this too it's like one of the questions I ask is what do you want your day to look like what do you want your week your month your year to look like and yes it's great to have financial goals it's important but it's not the most important thing um because here's what I know 100% truth is that if you're a good person, if you're working on things that you love to work on and not because you have to, also making money, let's, like, let's be honest, mm-hmm. let's, we got to pay the bills, you will eventually get to this point where you will be very successful financially. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not enough people that are, quote, taking the risk to actually mm-hmm. finding the work they love to do because mm-hmm. they're so complacent and they fear mm-hmm. that change. And I feared that change and it pushed me back from actually doing these things. And like, I feared the change of making the one tiny tweak we needed to in my agency that went from like making us $45,000 a month to $83,000 a month, mm-hmm. right? $83,000 a month consistently is a million dollar business. Mm-hmm. And it's just tiny tweaks, mm-hmm. right? Like if you want to improve your business by 10% overnight, all you have to do is improve 10 different departments by 1%. Mm-hmm. So it's like you look at all the things like sales, customer experience, um, marketing, PR, whatever it is, improve each system by 1% and you've improved your business by 10%. Mm-hmm. So we think it's complicated when people are like, oh my God, I can't believe you do that or how'd you do that or I would never do that. It's like, well then if you would never do that, then, then don't live this life. Mm-hmm. But always start by saying, this is what I want my day, week, and month to look like. Mm. How can I make this happen? It might not happen overnight. It might not happen in a week. And if you're really striving for this thing and you're very intentional about living a lifestyle that is good for you, good for your, your family, if you have a family, good for your community, you will get there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean change. It means you have to be uncomfortable. You need you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. people don't like change. They don't like change because it's mm-hmm. like they fear the unknown. But growth at every level comes with change. So mm-hmm. that means that growth comes with fear. It Absolutely. comes with taking a risk. Like we just moved across the country from New Brunswick to um, British Columbia. And... I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it was easy. It took us seven months to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Kids, schools, all this stuff, moving. Like, if anyone's moved lately, it's crazy. And especially with COVID, things are just weird right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that once all of the craziness came to, like, an end, there'd be more crazy. Something else would happen. Mm-hmm. There's always chaos. <laughs> but in the whole lifestyle, like, design thing, this is the place we wanted to live. In Canada, this was like the only option for us. And it came to us in a download in December of last year when we were driving up, because we were here in the winter, driving up the mountain to go skiing. I was like, there's something about the energy here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I need to live here. Mm-hmm. And my husband agreed. And mm-hmm. as luck would have it, there's over 200 wineries here and I love to drink wine. So this mm-hmm. was fun, right? <laughs> Perfect spot. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I know you mentioned something about the energy. I'd like to kind of tap more into people can't see you because it's an audio, but I I noticed that you're holding a crystal in your hand. I'm curious to know more. What crystal are you holding and what's the power behind it? 
So this is, um, it's about the size of my hand. It's a relatively large piece of amethyst. And I'm a, naturally a fidgety person. Mm-hmm. But every call, every coaching call, every recording, every live, I hold this thing and I just rub it in my fingers. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, like it's a, a fidgety way to like calm myself. But whether or not there's energies in this, maybe there is. It's my thing. And here's what happened. So last winter when we came out west, where we went to Kelowna for six months, not the intention of moving here. Um, mm. But then we did. So we had to go home well, back to where our home used to be for two mm-hmm. months to sell our house, pack up, say goodbye to friends and family. Um, but in the six months that we were out here, I didn't pack this stone, this amethyst stone, right? Because I'm like, oh, like, I don't know if it's a thing. Like, I don't know. It just happened to be on my desk one day and I'm like, I rub it. It's just, it's, it's very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just changed everything. I could even sense like the different excitement in my videos and my recordings. It didn't have mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. So like as soon as I picked it up again, I was like, oh my gosh, I missed this. And so now it's a part of my kind of like my daily, um, my ritual mm-hmm. of being on calls because it's not loud. It's the perfect size. And it's just, it's one of my things. So now, now I know it has to come with me everywhere. Love it. Yeah. I I personally don't have any crystals at this moment, but I've, I've heard so many people swear by them and their powers and their energy to protect and energy wise at least, and to help us and kind of guide us in a way that is, yeah, unexplainable to me, at least (laughs) other people can definitely swear by them. Well, and some people might not believe in that and and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I love about perspectives and opinions is we're not mm-hmm. all going to have the same mm-hmm. right and, and like maturity comes at the level where you can have completely differing opinions about something but still have a conversation about it at the same time mm-hmm. which I feel humanity is getting further and further and further away from when it comes to politics or religion or mm-hmm. parenting like you you're not allowed to have a different opinion than other people mm-hmm. and like I know this whole like this thing in Texas passed um about like women aren't allowed to have abortions now, right? And like, I don't know your stance on that. Mm-hmm. I'm personally a huge, a huge pro-choice because I, we don't know the journey of why this woman is pregnant. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know if the baby could eventually kill her, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, um, that being said, I had a conversation with a friend of ours who he was a former pastor. So he's like pro-life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when he first asked me about it, he just, out of the blue, he came out and he goes, so don't you think, like, I'm just curious, don't you think that anybody that has an abortion is a murderer? And I was like, oh, well, no, but, you know, interesting perspective. Where does that come from? Mm-hmm. And we actually shared a very mature, valuable conversation back and forth about something that we both completely either agree or disagree on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, and now, now I got his perspective. And so when he actually realized where his opinion came from was his indoctrination as a child being born in by I guess he was a pastor's son mm-hmm. and he became one himself so of course you know that's mm-hmm. their belief system yeah um I mean that to say like that goes with everything we do in life and in business is like we we consciously and subconsciously do things for the approval of others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which means that we don't live authentic lives because we don't follow our our passion we don't like here's the thing too 
my husband uh, started, like he became a Christian man. And before that, we were, our values together were both very agnostic. Mm-hmm. And typically when people come together is because, and they succeed in their partnership or their marriage is because they share those same values. Mm-hmm. And after being together for 11 years, all of a sudden now he wants to like read the Bible and go to church and study Jesus. And I was like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And it got me questioning my faith. I was like, where do I stand? So anyways, I'm not claiming anywhere other, but right now I'm really curious about being an atheist. Is it atheism? Is that even the word? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I bought all these books and I might go and read it and be like, nope, this is not me. I don't know. But I'm curious about where my, like my emotions came up when he Mm -hmm. said he was going to read the Bible and follow Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. Right? So, like, I might not agree with him now, but I'll get new information that might reinforce his perspective and be like, oh, okay, cool. Now I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Right? But any, any facet in life is being able to understand another person's perspective, whether or not you agree with it, is probably the most mature thing anybody can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I love how you put it, and it's so true. I can relate to this so closely. Uh, you have no clue how. Um, I always share openly my thoughts about certain, you know, beliefs, views, whatever's happening with the the world right now, the state of the world, how people live in fear and whatnot, and anyhow. And I always say, whenever I share those things, it's not for me to bring somebody else's down it's always to share it with the kind of grain of salt to be open-minded about what other people has to say or their views and where they come from and kind of like i almost want to say it's not about changing people's belief but it's helping people to see in a different perspective so i like to challenge people to step outside their own comfort zone in their own belief by challenging them to think and see from a different perspective. Now, does that mean that I want them to think differently? No, but I want them to at least consider that there's another way of seeing this situation. Like you said, perhaps abortion or whatever. It's like running, uh, you know, your family with your children and having other people like helping you cooking, whatever. Like all of these things are at the at the core, they come from a belief system. They come from your own view and perception of what the world should be for you. And I think you said it earlier. Uh, somebody said like, "Oh, I would never do that," or you know, they're asking you a question about like how you did it, and they're like, kind of scare mindset is coming up and judging you, or from their perspective, putting their their fear onto you. Yeah. Um, So I think a lot has to do with the fact that, and that's very mature of you to say that, it's like when we can have serious conversation without like attacking each other and just kind of be open-minded about receiving the other person's view without judging them, that's very, very uh, mature in itself. And it's hard to do, but it becomes part of who you are. Mm, Absolutely. Like you think of like the most incredible people in our lives, like even just like influencers, mm-hmm. like Mel Robbins and Glennon Doyle, like uh, Tony Robbins. I mean, you name those people that we all know, Oprah, is mm-hmm. they all clearly stand for something, mm-hmm. right? And for, from what I know, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe there's new information, but from what I know, most most of the time these people, like they 
they value and they respect other people's opinion that goes against their own. Mm-hmm. And that just makes them an open source for like better energy, positive energy, a bigger community. Mm. And like, just like, even like when it comes to religion, I know religion is such a touchy subject, but I want to bring it up because it is so polarizing and mm-hmm. has historically been probably the most polarizing thing that humanity has ever faced. Mm. But when you think about it, like when they teach you the teachings, because I grew up Catholic, it's like, it's about community. Right? So it's like, okay, so here's the thing about, about this, like the whole idea and like bringing up these very, very touchy subjects is let's have better conversations and better conversations means asking more questions and doing more listening and really truly understanding where the pain and trauma comes from somebody else. Because if they're like, I can't believe you believe in abortion, okay, where does that pain come from for them? Mm. And most people, when they have any sort of opinion of you at all, whether it's vocalized or not, is nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. everything to do with them. And we take it so personally. Mm. Yeah, we right? do. <laughs> and like, my husband does this best where he's like, he'll get so many like trolls and negative comments and like stuff. People say mean things. Mm, I can only imagine. And he replies, if he has a moment to reply, he'll just go, I'm sorry that you're in pain. Right? And like that might be like, oh, like very accusational or whatever to that person, but that's the truth. Just like customer reviews. Mm, right? A customer yeah. review is either comes from somebody who is over the moon, excited about the product, mm-hmm. or from another person who had the worst experience. Absolutely. It's either a five out of five stores or one. There's like mm-hmm. not that much in between. Because somebody who has like a mediocre experience is probably not going to leave a review. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, like a trip, going on vacation. If you go on a one week, two week, two month vacation, they say the memory of your vacation is all going to be based on the first moments and the last moments of your trip. Mm. what happens in between is like the cherry on the top but most mm-hmm. times like you could have the most brilliant vacation and all your flights are delayed coming home so now your memory of that trip is the flights it has nothing to do with the seven days of wonder that you just experienced and so humans have this default ability to reflect on the negative and not appreciate all of these things that mm. true true that sadly <laughs> I always say sad, hurt people, hurt people, right? So like you said, it's not on you. And I think when you become well-respected person in your community or trying to do good and trying to actually show up for other people, people envy you. People try to mm-hmm. kind of bring you down on the most um, hurtful ways yeah. uh, because either they envy your life and they, they yeah, they have something that they are not fulfilled with and they're not working on because they, if they, they really wanted your life they they would be in your shoe they could do the steps and take action and do whatever you're doing to get where you're at yeah well jealousy and envy has it's it's you like if you're ever jealous or envious of somebody it's not about the person you're jealous of but it's about mm-hmm. the fact that you want what that person has mm-hmm. and if you don't have it you're you're angry at yourself for not being able to achieve it and let me tell you this Every single person is jealous about something or of something. Mm-hmm. As much as they say, oh, I'm never, that there is, mm-hmm. right? Because people have things, they have beliefs, they have a body, they have a house, they have a car that other people want. Mm. And 
I think if you can minimize that jealousy, it's much better for you. And and by minimizing, I think something that comes to mind, and I'll use this as an example, but it's two ways to kind of look at things. You can either look at it from a perspective of jealousy and say, oh my God, I envy this person. I want her life, whatever. Or you can say, I'm inspired by this person mm-hmm. and she's a source of inspiration for me and I'm going to do it because I know that she's done it. So like you said, you always like to learn from people who's done it before you. And I think that's a very, very uh, noble thing to do is following the steps of or creating new pathways for people who weren't necessarily, uh, you know, in those shoes before, like you created a new way of whatever that is, I don't know, in business, in your family or whatever, like a new pathways that is inspiring. And actually, I was talking about myself looking maybe at people that I do interview is I usually look for people who inspires me. Yeah. I, I There is always this form of, I guess, jealousy within us, but it's not jealousy. It's more like, wow, like this person, she amazed me. Like I want to do exactly, not exactly, but I want to be like this person. Or I want to do like this person. And I want to get inspired and surround myself with more like-minded people. Um, but how do you manage that? How do you deal with people who envies you and envies your success and your life and all of it? Like, how do you deal with all of it? Well, so I used to, I, I would call feed the trolls, right? Trolls are the people that always say the neg- negative comments and they want that. They want the attention, mm-hmm. whether it's positive or negative. So anytime that I would get on Instagram or email or something, I would just ignore. And if it was bad enough, I would delete and block them. Mm. And it's not like it's the easy way out. No, because they're going to keep coming. If I'm still pushing forward and pushing ahead and climbing that damn mountain, right? I hope to inspire Mm. people, but I know there's people that are going to be jealous. And I'm not saying that to be conceited, but it just happens. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to ignore it because if you give time and attention to the negative things, it grows. Mm. And so... There's a saying they say, if you're the smartest person in the room, then find another room, Mm -hmm. right? And that can be for anything. If you're the fittest person in the room, then go find another room, right? If you're the happiest person in the room, we'll inspire people, but also go find another room. Um, Because it's good to be the best, but also it's important to know that you can improve. You always want to be improving. So there's this thing called 75 hard. You Mm -hmm. ever heard of 75 hard? Yeah, I did. It's a mental toughness program. It's not a diet. You have to do, for 75 days, you have to do two 45-minute workouts, one of which has to be outside regardless of the conditions. Mm-hmm. Drink four liters of water, um, no cheat meals, no booze, um, progress picture, and, and read 10 pages of a book a day for 75 days straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there are people that... Um, have achieved this many times over and there's people that have failed. But for me, it's like, it's a mental toughness thing in the, in the book, Andy Priscilla says, um, that personal development. So he talks about like you, and so there's actually, it's called the hard life or something. I don't know. There's a full year of this Mm. people, like the people that are constantly reading personal development books and actually taking action are the ones that are going to, you can always get better. So what he's saying is with the 75 hard is there's always a way for you to improve. You can always get better. And mm. I think you have to get, you have to get used to the feeling of, I'm not saying wanting more, like, yes, celebrate every milestone, be happy with where you are, but you, you always, you have to get used to 
that change, right? And change is mm-hmm. scary as a personal development. So I'm starting 75 hard in a few days. And it took me years to want to do this. So finally, mm-hmm. I woke up, to, it was like today or yesterday, I don't remember what day it was. And I was like, I'm doing it. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm signing up for this thing. And maybe I'll fail. I don't know. Um, but here's the thing is that if you're not, if you're not ready to do it, then don't do it. Or you could sign up or do, there's like, there's called a thing called 75 hard or 75 soft, where it's like a smaller version of it. Mm-hmm. Personal development is a lifelong journey mm-hmm. to create mental toughness is a lifelong journey. The better you can be every day. So that 1% improvement, the better it is for the people you're inspiring and your community. Mm-hmm. And so you just got to do, you got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You're not the first to say that. And I like that. I actually like hearing that. Get comfortable with the uncomfortable because that's what it is. It's pushing towards your edge. It's always stepping towards the edgy part of your big dreams, your big goals, whatever showing up in your life. Like you said, that's how you inspire people is by taking a leap in the unknown, is taking a step forward in I guess the the fear, <laughs> overcoming the fear mm-hmm. of failure or rejection or whatever it is. So I love it. And everybody fails, right? And the people that become successful are the ones that get up again and try again. Yeah. Like a launch, a launch program. Like I've launched programs and nobody signed up for it. And I've spent thousands of dollars running paid ads to a landing page and got signups and no one actually signed up. And I was like, mm. that kind of sucks. <laughs> But that was a lesson, right? That's something that you could learn from and grow and improve for next time. And And so where most people stop is, oh, I failed at this. I can't do this again. And they'll either Mm -hmm. never do it again or they'll completely change whether it is they're trying to sell, thinking that it's the thing that they're selling that people don't want. But really, it's just the manner in which you're selling it. Right? Because consistency is your currency. If you want to lose weight, if you want to have better sleep, if you want to you know, mm. feel better. You have to every day be showing up and making those deposits. Like mm-hmm. today I did um, an Instagram live with my friend Monique Bryan to her community, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Like, I'm so thankful that she introduced me to her community to talk about my program. Mm. And I was saying on a coaching call this morning that this was great. I had this opportunity, you know, I have a bump in people following me and reaching out and a couple emails in my inbox about my program. But guess what? I can't just do that once a year. Mm. I have to do that again next week and then the week after. I have to do these podcast recordings today and tomorrow and the week after. So it's it's showing up and that's why I'm doing 75 hard because I want no more mental fog. I want to be the most productive, efficient brain that I can have so that I can show up because that's what lights me up. Mm -hmm. When you find the thing that lights you up, follow it, go deep, share it with people. Like the moment you proclaim to do anything or want to read something or try a program, it's the moment you become committed to it. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I know that earlier you said, um, oh, like maybe I'm going to fail, but I really genuinely believe that it's all about perspective. So you signed up, you already showed up and showing up is 90% of the work. A lot of people are asking like, oh, how do you do things? And how is it that you're so successful, whatever? Or, and it's 90% of the time is I'm, I'm being consistent. I'm showing up when I don't feel like showing up. I'm disciplining myself to do the hard things, even when I'm like, I want to go sleep. I don't want to do this right now. And really, um, 
you said it key. It's consistency and doing the hard things that, yeah, most people would like procrastinate on and don't want to do. And like you said, it's showing up on podcasts, putting yourself out there continuously, putting offers and putting a part of you out there in the world. So I love that. It's law, right? The Mm -hmm. 80-20 rule. Mm -hmm. In business, it's 20% of your customers bring you 80% of your revenue. Mm -hmm. I believe genuinely that 80% of your consistency, Mm. right? 80%. So 80% of your consistency brings you that 20% of success. It's not Mm -hmm. the other way around. I wish it was the other way around. (laughs) Yeah. But that is the thing. Show up when you, like, let's put it this way. We just moved across the country. So time zone difference. We've been here for Mm -hmm. two weeks. And then two of my best friends from the East Coast surprised me um, Mm -hmm. like a week ago that they were coming to visit and they showed up yesterday. I am doing a Facebook challenge. I'm in the middle of a launch. It is Mm. not the time to be visiting me. (laughs) No, I'm exhausted. But here's the thing is I'm committed to people. You were in my calendar. I'm committed to this and I have to do this. There's other stuff I have to do, right? Mm. Staying consistent, having that commitment. So yes, there is a very great possibility I'll fail at 75 hard because most people do. But here's the thing, because the way it is, if you miss one of those things that I'd mentioned, you have to start from zero. So you could be on day 74 and you forget to take a progress picture. You have to start over again. Mm. Right. And I hear this all the time. And like that is a very good possibility that could happen to me. Um, So knowing that I could fail, I'm okay with because I think what is more courageous is the fact that I'm even trying it to begin with. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. That's that's the more beautiful perspective on this is the courage and bravery and actually doing it as opposed to fearing that failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the big celebration right there. That's the mindset shift and perspective in people that usually don't have. They focus on the failure rather than the celebration part, which is showing up like you are doing. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like starting a business. (laughs) Like, oh, my God, I could fail. Totally. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you could also succeed. Absolutely. Wow, and then what happens? Okay? Yeah. You level that, up. That, 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 like, what if, and that, like, what if, you know, people usually go to the negative mindset, which is like, what if I fail? But what if you succeed? I love it. I really yeah, love Yeah, and we overthink. I'm a, I, I mean, I'm an overthinker, too. Like, I have my Facebook challenge that starts tomorrow um, mm-hmm. for generating media buzz, and old Renee would have had everything completed today, presentation polished. Guess what? I don't have that done, but I know the content so well that I don't need a slide. I don't need a worksheet. I can show up and deliver the most amazing information. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's the thing too. It's like, it's the, um, the imposter syndrome is actually the understanding of the gap between what you know and what you know, you don't know. Mm. Right. Like when you know there's stuff you don't know, but you don't know how much you don't know. That's when you're like, crap. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the movie Catch Me If You Can mm-hmm. um, with Leonardo DiCaprio where they they actually capture him. So he's like this guy, I, don't, I can't remember like the details of the, of the movie, but essentially there's this one part where he becomes a professor, right? And he's not even qualified to be a professor, so he's running from the law. He gets his job at some college and he's teaching, I think, sociology. And after they catch him and they interview him, they're like, how did you do it? And he goes, I only had to be one chapter ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like he's teaching a class who's just read chapter one, but he's already read chapter two. So mm-hmm. he technically knows more than they do. Mm. And so 
but the pressure that we put on ourselves is expecting to know the whole textbook before we have to teach it, right? So like a, a new mom that has a newborn can still get advice from a mom who has a six-month-old, mm-hmm. right? Is that advice better or any different than a mom that has a 16-year-old? Probably not because that mom just wants the advice for the next few months, not for the next 16 years, mm-hmm. right? So Absolutely. I think we need to give ourselves a little bit more credit for how far we've come as opposed to how far we have to go. Absolutely. Definitely. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's um, It brings like a, a great sense to know that there's other people out there that also has great perspective <laughs> about the success and yeah, what is what is supposed to look like. It's yeah. self-defined. Success is self-defined. You don't we think success is living in a multi-million dollar mansion and having these beautiful cars. And maybe to some people that is mm. right. But to most people, it's actually just being able to buy the food without fearing pain, like mm. feeding their children without having to worry about, is this drinking water even safe? Mm. Like that's success. And in Canada, North America really is we're very fortunate to be able to have access to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so You might not think you're successful where you are now because you're looking at how far you have to go, but you are so damn successful to other people, right? Those people Mm. that admire you or might even be jealous of you. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. As we come to an end, what's one piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with to live a more integrated life? Integrated life. Um, I want to say the word is bold, but I love anytime at the end of my podcast, I always ask the question, what does it mean to be a wild woman? And the one word that consistently comes up 99% of the time is to just be unapologetic. And that means don't say sorry for going against the grain. Don't apologize for being bold or louder or brighter, right? Mm. Most people actually need the beacon. They need the lighthouse. They don't need a tugboat. They need to be inspired. And so to live an integrated life means to do things a little bit differently, to design your life um, and then everything, like the big rocks design your life and everything else kind of fills in the holes. So that's an integrated life. Mm, Love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you for being on the show. If people want to stay in touch with you, Renee, where can they find you at? They can go to Instagram. So Renee, R-E-N-E-E underscore Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N, or my website, rewildwomen.com. Awesome. I'll make sure to put the links in the description below for people to stay connected with you and to be able to continue and live wildly. So thank you again for being here. Well, thanks for having me. If you like this episode, Make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Also, head on over to our website, EmbraceYourLifePodcast.com to learn more about how you can live your most authentic life. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember to embrace your life.